0: Check, check, check. Hello. And I am back on the air, you sons of bitches! It is going down. It was Super Bowl Sunday, boys and girls. Uh, you know what that means? That means we are about to have ourselves a Terra Dome championship this week, right here in the padded room. Again with the fucking tomato. We're not letting go of the goddamn tomato. It's fine. You want to? You want me to write about produce? I'll write about produce. I don't even care anymore. Did you have a, a good Super Bowl? I was drunk. Be honest with you, I was. Um, I don't remember much. (laughs) Well, that just I think I made it to halftime. I I, I watched some of it. I spent most of the time cooking, though, and uh, making drinks for people. I had the the annual Super Bowl party here at the house. Uh, I got a new project coming out. It has nothing to do with the Super Bowl, actually. But uh, we did record an episode of a new show that I'm probably going to be rolling out later this week. It's going to blow your balls off. Those of you that have balls, so I know some. I know there's some ladies out there. It, it could possibly melt your vagina lips, is what I'm saying. You're gonna love that. Look forward to that. Uh, it's been a pretty busy week for me. Otherwise, everybody's good here. We're all feeling much better. Um, I got to start training again. God damn it! I got like, um, I don't know, eight or nine different charity runs, and then I got the Odyssey coming up. I got at least three half marathons this summer. I just, I gotta, I gotta get out there. The weather's been shit. I've had COVID for like two weeks, but I am promising that this week, maybe even tomorrow, I will get on the treadmill or maybe even go outside depending on what the the roads look like. All right, enough about me and my horse shit. Are you guys ready to get into some horror stuff? Because I've got lots of horror stuff to talk about. All kinds of things happening. I usually like to start it off with a little uh, listener, or uh, excuse me, horror news, actually. I do listener mail also, but that's not till later in the show. Let's get into some horror news to start with.
1: Horror news.
0: Yeah, buddy. Uh, are we ready for another sequel to A Quiet Place? I am. I rather I rather enjoyed the first one. Second one was okay. Um, it was pretty good by sequel standards. I don't feel like it was as good as the first one, though. <coughs> Excuse me. Quiet Place 3 is being teased for a 2025 release. So, if you can keep your pants on that long for A Quiet Place 3, you're going to enjoy that. I'm sure of it I'm, I don't know if uh, Krasinski is coming back to direct or what's going on with that um I don't know I guess'll we'll, we'll just have to wait and see it's 2025 we got uh what three years to stew over it so <laughs> there you go uh looks like are you are you watching this new Halo TV show it's on Paramount Plus. I haven't seen it. I was never that big into the Halo games um there's a halo show. it's already been renewed for a second season. It's on Paramount Plus. I don't think I'm gonna watch it. I was never big in it. If I watch the show, then I'm gonna get all nostalgic and probably geek out. And then I'm gonna have to go find all the Halo games, and that's gonna take months off my life. And uh, I don't want to do it. I just don't want to do it. I'm sure it's gonna be a giant pain in the ass to find an Xbox, an original Xbox, and then I'd have to find the Halo games to go with it. I sure. I bet you they're up to like three hundred bucks a piece now on eBay. I'm not paying that. I'm not doing it. I'm not gonna watch a show. I was never that into uh, Halo. What else we got here? We're doing we're doing Resident Evil. We're stuck in Resident Evil land right now here in the padded room. I've done a month plus of Resident Evil movies. Uh, This just in, ladies and gentlemen: the Resident Evil website has a mysterious countdown ticker on it, and nobody knows for sure what uh, what the hell's going on with that or what they're. I, I assume they're gonna make some kind of an announcement i've been to the website i did the math the countdown will expire on february 20th at 10 p.m pacific standard time and i assume something big uh some big announcement or you know they're gonna drop a clue about something maybe another game some kind of downloadable content i don't know i don't know what they're doing um I'm not, I'm trying. So I got, uh, get in the spirit of this Resident Evil two months that we're doing now. uh, I started playing Resident Evil one again, the remastered thing on uh, the PlayStation Zone or whatever you call that. I got it off the PlayStation Network. Um, I forgot how frustrating those fucking games are. <laughs> they are not action games. They're majority puzzle solving and putting clues together and figuring out how to work the contraption. And, uh, I know I, I, I played them on the original PlayStation and I remember beating at least the first three and a couple of those weird spin-off games. Um, I don't know how I did it, man. I don't know how I put all these clues together. I think pro- I don't know if I had internet access back then, but somebody must have had some kind of a cheat or something. Because playing it now, I'm like, fuck, where is the fucking armor key? I got zombies in this room and that room, and I can't go in there or they're going to kill me. And I got to f- put the clues together to get the armor key out of the weird uh, pressure plate contraption. Ah, oh, Fuck. <laughs> I gotta go back in time and talk to uh, what nineteen-year-old uh, Darian, I guess, seventeen-year-old uh, Darian, and maybe he can clue me in. What else we got here? This <laughs> this is something that's kind of funny to me. Do you guys remember a true crime documentary on Netflix called "Abducted in Plain Sight"? Now, I know true crime documentaries aren't supposed to be funny, but this thing was fucking hilarious. (laughs) In case you forgot, it's the one where the uh, child molester uh, got jerked off by the dad of the kid that he was trying to get on top of. Yeah, it's that one. And that is now being adapted into a uh, Peacock series. I wonder what they're going to do when they get to the part where the dad jerks the guy off. (laughs) oh no I don't want to see it I don't want to see it I don't know how what they're allowed to show on Peacock or what kind of uh I don't know what kind of rating they're going to give this I don't I, I don't want to see that part even the, that wasn't the funniest part this thing is hilarious all the way through but um if you haven't seen the documentary I believe it's still on Netflix it's called abducted in plain sight and it is um just the dumbest fucking family <laughs> You could ever imagine. <laughs> Some of the great lengths that they go to to get their daughter molested by the next door neighbor. It's ridiculous. Anyway, um there's that. Uh I don't know if I'm gonna watch that. Good news for the rest of you dead by daylight dorks. I'm right there with you, by the way. I've spent thousands of dollars in that stupid fucking game. Uh new chapter coming out March eighth, and it is going to be Sadako Rising. She's the new killer. It's, for those of you that don't know, Sadako is basically uh, Samara from The Ring, but in the Japanese version. Sadako came before Samara. Um, it is the Japanese version. It's not Samara. It actually, They are actually naming her Sadako. And there's going to be another uh, uh, survivor that comes with her. I hope there's going to be another map. I can't tell you much about what the game is. Uh, mechanic for her is going to be I will say it looks like there's some kind of a deal where there's TVs set up around the play area and she's going to pop out randomly to, to try to jack the survivors if you're playing as the killer I don't know I think you can teleport through the TVs or some shit like that but it looks gnarly I'm excited for that uh, I've already got my debit card out ready to download that shit because I'm a sucker for it That's all I got on the horror news, you beefcakes. Let's get ourselves into some listener mail, huh? How many Richard picks are we going to get this week, I wonder?
1: Listener mail.
0: Yes, sir. I got emails, I got voicemails, I got all kinds of fun stuff here. Uh, In case I forget, I'm going to tell you right now, the email is thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com and you get us on the mental health hotline at area code 775-3870-275. Let's start things off um, out on the open road. It's our main man, Freddie, out on the highways and the byways in his big rig. Freddie, I hope you're listening to this in that weird little apartment thing you got behind a truck, whatever. What, what, what do you put back there? Is there like a bed or a bathroom? It doesn't. It looks like it's about the size of a closet, right? But I guess you guys can just climb back there and take a nap. I don't know what you're doing, uh, Freddie in the house. Subject line: Team Tomato. Hey, folks. Hope everyone is well. Getting early this week because I heard picks are first come first serve. For the championship fight, I'm going to take the tomato. We're not voting on that yet, Freddie. So that's going to be next week. Just because, and for teams, if one tomato can get this far, the whole lot of the tomatoes should be a shoe in. My team pick is all the tomatoes. I'm not doing any more fucking tomatoes, Freddie. I'm sorry. I am done with the goddamn killer tomatoes. You're gonna have to pick something else. I am sorry. I'm. This is the only time I will ever uh, reject anything from the Terra Dome. But I am done writing fucking tomato fiction okay i'm sorry i'm I'm not doing it pick somebody else freddie i'm sorry because i'm an asshole yeah well yeah (laughs) yes you are i think i know the educate movie this time are you triangle yes you are yes you i am there freddie i am triangle you nailed it uh where the chick kills herself a bunch of times because of a time loop stay safe out there cheers freddie uh, cheers to you, Freddie, and thank you very much for writing in. Uh, you got me. I am Triangle. Have you got? I'm assuming you guys have seen Triangle. That's a weird movie. I didn't care for it, and I just cannot get around Melissa George's overbite. It is weird, and obs- it's, just, it's got like a shark teeth thing going on. You know what I mean? Like she can't close her lips all the way because her her teeth she has the overbite, but her teeth like come out. Like, towards you instead of down, which is very off-putting. Watch uh, 30 Days of Night. You'll see it. You'll see it, man. It's there. And it's once you see it, you can't unsee it. So there's that. Uh, let's get back here to Reno, Nevada. Here comes the Cowboy subject line, team picks. All right, hold on. Hold on there. I've got to bust open the Terradome notebook Uh, because like I said before, I have about 16 different notebooks that I have flying around this place, and I'm going to start keeping track right now. Uh, People are already getting their picks in for the team's Terradome. Uh, Let's see, team's picks, evening padded room, quick picks early. I'll take Dracula and his brides as my team for the team Terradome. Uh, Long email coming later, catch you on the flip, cowboy... Uh, Cowboy, I'm going to give you Dracula's Brides. That's not actually going to count. That's not. We're not going to add Dracula into that team. So I'm just going to give you the three brides. Plenty of time, though, if you want to change that. So I'm going to put you down for Dracula's Brides. Goes to Cowboy, and you are locked in with uh, Dracula's Brides, big guy. Think about that. Think about that. Is that what you want to do? You want the Brides of Dracula? Sexy as fuck, man. Every time. Find me one Dracula movie where the brides are not uh, 100% bangable. You can't. You can't do it. Monica Bellucci. That's where she started, right? Francis Ford Coppola's. All right. Uh, let's get around the corner to Tim. Horror for Dummies show. You know that show. You love it. Don't act like you don't. Subject line, welcome back, buddy. Bad news, Tim. <laughs> Hey guys, Darian and Buddy. It was great hearing the return of Buddy last week, and I hope he's with us again this week. Wrong, Tim. Wrong on all counts. I'm a little confused as to when the Terra Dome was going ahead, and since I don't want to miss my chances to vote in the final, put me down for the next champion, the Tomato. That's next week, Tim. So I'm going to give you. I'm going to announce the fight tonight, the big championship. And uh, if you forget to vote next week then I guess there'll be two less votes for the tomato. Yay! Super happy to hear that the team's division is coming back. If I may request the Xenomorphs for this year, please. If not, I'll take the Predators. I'm going to put you down for the Xenomorphs, Tim. Xenomorphs for Tim. You're in, buddy. Uh, Darian, are you Triangle? Melissa George and her Overbite got it for me. Till next time, love you. Love you too, Tim. Thanks for writing in. Uh, You are right. And See, Tim knows. He knows about the overbite. God damn, that thing is gnarly. She is Australian also, so that's kind of like Tim's uh, home territory. I don't believe that all Australians have overbites, though. I could be wrong about that. Tim, let me know if you have an overbite, and if so, um, I don't know. Sorry. Uh, Let's see here. Here comes a new Patreon subscriber. (laughs) It's actually just a cowboy. Uh, he upped his pledge to a higher tier cowboy i'm gonna kick you down um what do we got april uh yeah carter burke has march cowboy you got april let me know what movies you want me to do and if you want another shirt and travel mug i'm happy to kick those down also uh thank you very much cowboy how dope is that cowboy is supporting the show here that's what he's doing He's keeping the lights on. He's paying for bandwidth. He's getting himself some prize swag too. By the way, don't forget that. And uh, let's not forget, I I am perfectly willing to help you move. Uh, I'm not going to go to Australia to help you move, but it, or uh, London or anywhere else. Definitely not on the on the open road, uh, Freddie. So no. But if you live here in town, I will come to your house and help you lift kayaks and shit. So. There you go. Thank you very much, Cowboy. That was uh, very gentlemanly of you. Uh, He also sent me a message here. It's on now. Ha ha. Just up to the next tier. Yes, you did, Cowboy. You're a beautiful young man. Let's get over to jolly old England. Here comes the horse slut all the way from London town. It's cat in the house. Subject line, teams and tomatoes. Evening, gents. Nice to hear you had company again, and I hope for a repeat performance. Wink, wink. She's into Buddy. You believe that shit? I knew it. I knew it. We have one female listener, and she's madly in love with Buddy. I should have known the whole time. It's fine, cat. I get it. He's got this. It's. I don't know if it's the beard or if he just has a huge dick. I've never seen it. I can honestly say that. I have not seen Buddy naked. So I, I, I guess I have to assume it's the beard, right? I don't know. But he's got this power over females, and he makes them listen to the fucking show and fall in love with him. God bless him for that. I hope he's having fun with it. Educate was very easy with Triangle. I enjoyed the movie. As for Terror Dome, it's been fun voting for the tomato, but pyramid I'm n- dudes we're not okay we vo- I'm going to announce the fight tonight, and then we're going to vote and I will announce the winner next week. That's how it goes. We do this on Super Bowl. Well, back when we used to record on Sundays, we would do this on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, Pyramid Estimates, sticking with my profession. If they are available, I would like to pick the Silent Hill Nurses. Yes, ma'am. What That is a personal favorite of mine for obvious reasons. Uh, but I feel like they are obviously criminally underrated as far as like how dangerous the Silent Hill Nurses are. I'm putting Cat down for the Silent Hill Nurses. Cat, you're locked in, but you do have a couple of weeks if you decide to change your mind. Secondary pick, just in case, would be the Cenobites. Both are sexy in their own ways. Hope everyone is healthy and has a wonderful week. Cat, you got it, Cat. You're locked in, babes. Uh, Let's get back here to Reno, Nevada. Here comes the cowboy again. Subject line, long live the tomato. I'm done, dude. (laughs) I'm done with this fucking tomato stuff. Evening, Padded Room. Hope everyone is doing well and made it in tonight. Crazy week here, but that's the new standard for me. Hope things are getting better for Monica and her family and that she makes it back soon. Educate, you are Triangle. Not a bad movie in my book, and I might rewatch it soon to see if I missed anything the first time. Watch out for the teeth. I guess that technically could be considered a shark movie, now that I think about it. Now, listen here, you motherfuckers. Wait, I guess I should have made my offer the week before. I'm sad to see my girl go down to the tomato, but to be a good sport, my vote is going to the tomato just... uh, What? My sport is going to the tomato just for the fuck of it. haha. Ha. I did up my Patreon, and as I predict the tomato winning this match, I already have movies picked out. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Tough this time. I'll hopefully not find one like God Monster of Indian Flats. You know, Cowboy, last time you donated, you picked God Monster of Indian Flats. And I know nobody else out there has seen it, except for us and Cowboy. Um, it's a bad movie. It's really, really bad. It's terrible. But it was shot here in Reno, circa probably 1973. And a good chunk of the movie took place in Virginia City, which is about an hour from here. It's a big tourist attraction slash, um, I don't know, uh, it's it's just a bit, it's an old-timey town. It's about the size of uh, your driveway, and there's a couple of bars. Oh, uh, Ghost Adventures goes up there all the time, because there's a bunch of places up there supposed to be haunted, but... uh just I, I had never heard of it before you recommended it, Cowboy. Well, you didn't recommend it. But <laughs> watching it, I was like, wow. And having grown up in this town, it was definitely a blast from the past. So it, it was a bad movie, but it was still kind of a cool pick. And uh, thanks for that. Um, well, so We got uh, picked out God Monster of Indian Flats. I sent in my team picks last week, but I'll add them here just in case. I want to take Dracula and his brides. So we got that. If, not, if they're not available, I'll take the Xenomorphs. Uh, didn't get a chance to watch much at all again this week, but fingers crossed I get to catch something new. And I left you something to enjoy the attached below. Back to the grind. Hope everyone has a great great week. Catch you on the flip, cowboy. Oh, look at you. Uh, that is something. That is some kind of pyramid head cosplay, I believe, with a very buxom young lady in a... Uh, Some kind of a uh, bikini chain link operation. I don't know if that's a real chick or if that's some kind of a digital uh, thing. But it's definitely hot. So thank you for that, cowboy. Right on. Uh, Let's check the old junk folder here. Make sure nobody got put in the crapper (laughs) as they tend to do. Yeah, here comes Carter Burke, the motherfucker. All right, hold on. Uh, all the way from the Whalen Utani Corporation. It's Carter Burke. Subject line: March movies. Great. Uh... <laughs> this one might be my personal <laughs> favorite. It's uh, Quatu from uh, uh, Total Recall with my face coming out of the guy's stomach. Well done, Carter Burke. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> You got me again. Uh, Right on. Okay, so what do we have here? Uh, This one isn't one of the movies. It's just you, but there is five Tuesdays in March. Lovely. Uh, So you get five movies. We have President Evil from 2018. Uh, The Beast of Yucca Flats. That one wasn't that bad. Amazon Hotbox from 2018. Night of the Lepus. Oh, great. The Killer Bunny movie. Giant Spider Invasion from 1975. If this isn't good enough, I have more. It's fine. That'll do. That'll do just fine. Uh, Carter Burke, you fucking asshole. I'm interested in this Amazon hotbox movie. Inside a jungle prison helmed by an evil warden. Crocodiles, psychotic inmates, and experiments in black magic. Okay, I'm into it. That's what we'll do. Oh, it's going to be terrible. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you for your donation there, Carter Burke, and uh, I will get started on these movies in March. Lucky me. Probably have to be here by myself for every goddamn one of them. Uh, Let's get down to Southern California. Here comes Tony. Subject line, welcome to something. Greetings, padded room. Welcome to Raccoon City is a meh example of how you can take source material and tweak it into a watchable movie. There are some definite issues with the movie. I guess I will never understand how you are given the rights to something you can't stay true to the story or why such questionable decisions are made. I know not everything is able to be captured on camera, but you would think that there are people out there who are super diehard Resident Evil people that could sit in a writer's room and point out dumb shit. I don't even care that Claire is probably 10 years older than she should be. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, and 10 years older than she should be or that Leon is curly haired Mexican instead of a white emo kid why did they make Leon a bumbling idiot who can't hear a semi truck explode over his headphones where the fuck is Barry and Wesker is just a guy that was paid off instead of an umbrella super spy at least they made an attempt to give the gaming people something to acknowledge the mansion looked spot on Wesker playing the piano to open a secret door was nice and Leon using a bazooka to kill a boss was spot on. But they tried to weave too many games into one story. I hope they get another one, but this director from 47 Meters Down needs to go back to bad shark movies. I wasn't that mad at 47 Meters Down. I was mad at, uh, what's her name, Mandy Moore for, I don't know, just being too goddamn cheerful when she's supposed to be being eaten by sharks, but I didn't think that was a bad show uh is this the final vote for the Terra dome i can't remember but if it is i have to take pyramid head uh if he can peel the whole flesh off a woman in one quick grasp imagine what he would do to produce i also watched a couple of other movies i watched antlers which was a decent wendigo movie i watched the old ways it's about mexican witchcraft and it's worth watching i also watched it i also finally watched it chapter two Although Chapter 2 is funnier and more true to the book, I think Chapter 1 is a far superior movie. I could watch Chapter 1 annually and never watch Chapter 2 again, and that would be just fine. Anyways, until next time, Tony. Yeah, you know, it's funny, that tone. Um, I have both of them on Blu-ray. I've watched It Chapter 1 a couple of times. I have not seen It Chapter 2 since I saw it originally in the theater. Uh, it's not, I don't have anything against it, I just never got around to it, and I'm not, like, breaking my neck to get, get back to it either, so I'm not too worried about that. Right on, Tone, um, I'm gonna do the whole breakdown on Welcome to Raccoon City here in a, in a scant few, but first we have some voicemails, let me just get these queued up for you. why don't I? Okay, let's start things off down in, uh... Dirty, rotten, so- the dirty, rotten south. Here comes the main man from Alabama. Allen's in the house. Padded room. What's up? What's All up, right? Alan?
2: Um, I'm not sure if this is what you next to Tear Give me pyramid head. Beautiful. It's good to hear Buddy back. And Darian, you are,
0: um, I think it's called Triangle. You are correct. That's- so I'm thinking it is. All right. That's all I got, y'all. Have a good one. You have a good one there, Alan, and thanks for calling in. You got me. You got me on the dinner. Apparently, everybody's seen Triangle. I didn't think it was that widespread of a movie, but well done, sir. Uh, Let's get down to Southern California again with Monica's pod boyfriend, Mr. Tom Hardy. hey yo.
2: hey yo padded room. How's my favorite degenerates this week? Good. Hope everyone is doing well, and I hope everyone is here to crown nope. you champion the tomato. We're not doing that yet. I see it, Darian. I can see it. I can see the... Uh, it's a good thing. What is that critter? Everybody's that doing tomato it this is week. Friday? Anyway, that guy's going to lose. He's going to try and eat the tomato. The critter? We're going to think the tomato is lost, and little do we know, the tomato bursts out from inside and forming a huge, giant... Replica beefsteak tomato. Oh, good lord. This is the greatest, greatest pterodome ever. No, it is not. How dare you? You can put my vote on the tomato with a pyramid head. That's who he was fighting. Yeah, (laughs) That dude ain't no good, man. Tomato all the way. Come on now. Down for that tomato.
0: On the educating department. Yeah, you got me. Damn, I know this movie. You know it, Tom Hardy. I, I... I
2: knew the last two and I didn't. You got I couldn't it? I not place them, man. But, yeah, this one here feels familiar. Come on. Anyway. Damn it. remember. Oh. oh. I did get just one flick. Yeah, what do you uh, got? On the What Are You Looking At? Um, the Neon Dead? Was it? Yeah. Neon Dead? Yeah. yeah. Called? That's poop. So, um, Amazon. Kind of, a, it, kind of a fun, silly little low budget affair. Uh, yeah, I disagree and, with
0: uh, that.
2: You know. If you're in the mood for it, it's not bad.
0: Maybe I, I wasn't uh, in the mood for it.
2: It's a flick, you know. I thought it was is what it is. It, uh, you know, kind of feely kind of kind of campy. Yeah, bit, like I said, but it's fun. I'd, I'd recommend it.
0: Sure. Anyway, <laughs> football
2: as well. Love you, last me.
0: Love family. you too, Tom Hardy. Oh,
2: and I will call back if I can remember what the hell that triangle was. All right, bye.
0: Triangle. Felt like you were just on the tip of the penis right there with the triangle. Um. Yeah, Neon Dead. Uh, I talked about it, I don't know, a couple months ago. It's not good, man. Here's here's the problem. Um, I don't know at what point we as horror fans became the lowest common denominator as far as humor goes, but the kind of adolescent horseshit, you know, like, uh, what was it? Va- uh, oh, what was it? Lesbian vampire killers? When James Corden can't stop laughing because the sword vaguely resembles a penis, come on, dude, come on! What do you what, you think we're we're a bunch of uh addled nine year olds? You think that we're gonna find that funny, G- dude? You gotta you gotta step up to get a comedy writer in there. Don't just assume that your dipshit uh, ideas of what we think is funny is actually gonna be funny. You know what I mean? that i watched the neon dead it's full of that slapsticky cock and ball humor uh most of it did not work for me in fact i don't remember laughing once um and they really did some weird shit with with the zombies and the uh green screen and the whoever edited that thing uh really loves themselves some pastels i'll just leave it there Uh, right on guys. That's it for the listener mail. Unfortunately, there was no fight last week because I'm going to do the whole, the grand unveiling tonight for the championship. You vote on it this coming week. And I announce the winner, uh, on next week's show. See how that works. But now that I know who everybody is going to vote for, I can properly doctor the votes the way that I choose. (laughs) that's it on the listener mail thank you guys very much uh carter burke go fuck yourself uh tony tom hardy cowboy cat freddie tim love you guys let's go to raccoon city shall we shall we take a trip to raccoon city here we go
1: hello (laughs) what's your name Umbrella Corporation's been experimenting on this town since we were kids. People are getting sick. We have to stop Umbrella. Show me your hand! What the... the world needs to know what's really going on.
0: Yes, sir. That is Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Now, before we get started, inmates, it's important to note that this is a reboot, so we have no Alice, we have no uh, uh, kick flips. This is this is. We're just going to pretend that none of that ever happened, and I think we can all agree that it's probably better that way. Uh, this one stars Kaya Scodelario, Robbie Amell, and Hannah John Crank- kamen got a solid r rating came in at 5.2 stars is written joe and directed by johannes roberts as tony mentioned that is the guy from 47 meters down Um, i wasn't mad at that and i'll get into this here as we go (coughs) excuse me so we 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 are again going to make a departure from the video games but not not the u-turn that we made in the previous films, so we're gonna try we're gonna put some actual fucking effort into staying somewhat loyal to the source material, which let's be honest, we just wadded up and threw away for the last six movies. so now we're gonna go back to Raccoon City boys and girls. we're gonna start off with a flashback a uh, little girl in an orphanage uh, being woken up in the middle of the night by what i would what i would describe at this point in the film as a creature creeping around the orphanage middle of the night and freaking her out and uh it's kind of it's kind of gnarly looking um the creature in question appears to be wearing a human face but in a like a kind of a gangster way where it's off to the side and slanted a little bit so that it actually looks like the creature is peeking out from behind the human face but it's all like stitched onto its like torso. Uh, the little girl in question gets out, starts looking around, uh, then tries to get back in bed with her brother. Her brother gets mad. These I'd put these kids probably six or seven, maybe a little bit older. I don't know. Uh, eventually, that one of the doctors comes in and is like, "Hey, Claire, you have to get back. You have to get back in bed." And then her brother Chris pops up and he's like, "Oh, she's sleepwalking. She does that ever since our parents got killed." Uh, and then that's pretty much the end of your flashback. Well, from there we cut back to. It's not really a flashback. It's more of a nightmare sequence because Claire, who's now in her twin. In case you didn't figure it out already, inmates. That's Chris and Claire Redfield right there. Uh, Claire wakes up in the uh, passenger seat of a big big rig, and they're driving through the rain in the middle of the night. And the truck driver's a real fat fucking an asshole. And uh, he wakes up. She wakes up, and she's like, "Oh shit." And then he's like, God damn, you almost made me shit my pants. And they're going through the rain, and he's trying to get fresh with her. And we get a little exculpatory dialogue. They're on their way. She's on her way back to Raccoon City. Um, so, at the onset of this movie, we get like a dialogue placard that basically says the Umbrella Corporation is in the process of pulling out of Raccoon City and thus uh, everybody is leaving, either keeping their jobs with uh, the Umbrella Corporation and moving to whatever off-site location they have, or if they can't afford it, then they're staying there, and Raccoon City is basically going to dwindle away and die. Now, I will say this. We don't really get to see much of Raccoon City um, as far as like where it is or what it is, because this whole movie takes place in the span of about I don't know six and a half hours, and they're all in the middle of the night. So, really, all we get to see is like trees and mountains, and then a sparse, you know, outcrop of buildings, and then that's pretty much it for Raccoon City. But the the storyline here is that the city is dying, like financially. Uh, Umbrella's pulling out, and everybody that has a decent job with Umbrella is going wherever Umbrella is going and anybody who doesn't or can't afford to move is stuck there, and they're going to lose their jobs in the city. The city's eventually going to die, so that sucks, but that's where we're at. Um, she wakes up, and we learn all this from the, the trucker dialogue, and we learn that uh, Claire ran away when she was very young. Now she's going back to see her brother because she thinks that there's something weird happening in Raccoon City, and uh, as they're having this conversation, the trucker, of course, keeps trying to get fresh with her, eventually he's yelling at her and then while in doing so takes his eyes off the road and runs over a uh doctor who is in a lab coat and running across the the freeway in the middle of the night through the woods uh he slams on the brakes obviously uh they get out to check on the doctor doctor's a fucking zombie all right but this is this is a little bit of a problem here uh While they're, like, having this panic conversation, and Claire is like, hey, we gotta call the cops, we gotta, let's put the body in the truck, and we'll take it to town. Now, again, this movie is supposed to take place in 1998, so people have cell phones, but 1998 cell phones didn't work, ever. Unless you were standing right next to the person you were trying to call, right? So, (coughs) excuse me. So, from there, all this panicking is going on. The zombie gets up and runs off into the woods. Now... That's a bit of a that's a bit of a problem, and that's not going to make a lot of sense later on in the movie. But for right now, well, even for the duration, we're just going to have to sign off on this and not think about it anymore. We're we're not going to see that particular zombie again. I don't think so. Maybe that was like the outlier vegetarian zombie or something. I don't, I don't know. Um, but while they're still like the zombie's gone, they're like, oh shit, what happened to the zombie? The dog, there's a dog in the truck. The dog gets out and starts like licking up the the blood and the schmutz that was on the side of the road from the the zombie getting hit by the truck. It's like, oh shit! Oh, okay, get back in the car. That's gross. Truck driver's relieved. He's like, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, Claire is like, hey, we know you just got hit by a car. You need gonna need some help. Uh, eventually, they're just like, oh, well, I don't know. She took off. Let's go. So they get back in the car. Um, from there, we're going to cut to Raccoon City proper. Now, <clears throat> we're going to meet one of our characters here. God, it's Leon. It's supposed to be Leon. Now, if you play the Resident Evil games, you'll notice that... And I don't want to nitpick this. I understand this is what Hollywood is doing right now. Um, but all the characters in all of the Resident Evil games are white with like a light dusting of asian and it's kind of hard to explain if you played the games you know what i'm talking about with the exception of ada wong who's full-on asian but she's still very light-skinned uh for these purposes it also leon has a very distinct emo skater kid look about him um that that's not happening that's not happening this this time he looks like a One of the extras from uh, The Mummy, (laughs) pretty much. He's like a swarthy dude with curly hair. Uh, I believe the actor that played him is Saudi Arabian, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But uh, he's got curly hair, and uh, I don't know, that's that's just the look we're going for. It's fine. I don't really care. I'm not like a Resident Evil purist, so do whatever you want. Eh, Whatever you do at this point with the whole franchise is going to be a step up. For a Jovovich. That's just my opinion. So, uh, Leon is a bit of a loser now, and he uh, is waking up at 9 o'clock. I guess he's working the graveyard shift. This is his first night on the RCPD, uh, and he's hungover, and he wakes up and pounds a beer, uh, makes his way to the diner, where he immediately passes out on the counter. Now, that's not the Leon that we know, but it's fine. Uh, From there, we're going to meet the rest of the RCPD. We'll see Jill Valentine, Albert Wesker. Uh, Barry is not present, and we're just going to forget about Barry. Um, Chris Redfield, we'll get to know him in a second. But they're basically kind of fucking with Leon because he's a rookie. And there's like some backstory about him shooting his partner on accident. And that's why he got sent to Raccoon City. Um, We're we're not going to get too deep into that. It's fine. From there, we're going to cut to uh, Claire Redfield being dropped off at Chris's house, Chris Redfield's house. He's he's getting up, he's getting ready for work. It's pouring rain outside. It's probably nine o'clock at night. Apparently, he works the graveyard shift too. So she breaks into his house while he's getting ready for work and just starts poking around. Now we have to we have to sign off right now on Claire Redfield being the badass of this movie. And that's going to get hammered in later on as we go. It's fine. Uh, That's not normally the case. It's usually uh, Jill Valentine. But for now, we're going to go with Claire Redfield. She gets in there and starts poking around. Um, Chris comes down and spots her while she's wearing his football helmet, which I thought was kind of a weird thing to do. Uh, He's like, hey, what are you, you broke into my house? She's like, yeah, I knocked. You didn't answer. So you just broke in? Chris is a cop. So he's like, that's a felony, bro uh Claire's like okay well arrest me uh we just ran over somebody you do not report it well I'm reporting it right now I'm talking to you so eventually she tries to lay down this whole conspiracy um uh, stuff on Chris about the Umbrella Corporation putting stuff in the Raccoon City water and shit's getting real and uh she has to pull out a VHS tape I will say this about this movie um set in 1998 spot on with the nostalgia all right she's got a vhs tape and she's talking about how she was talking to a guy in an aol chat room and chris is like what the hell's a chat room and she's like it's a computer thing um she pulls out a vhs tape and it's basically some conspiracy nut uh talking about how raccoon city is experimenting on people and uh umbrella corporation is funding it and you know. There, it's it's all one big. You got to follow the money, man. That's what they always say. I don't even know what that means. You got to follow the money. Well, I'm going to pick up the money. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm just, I'm not just going to follow it. I'm going to put it in my pocket, and then I'll find the rest of the money and put that in my pocket too. Um, so he he looks just like a conspiracy nut would be. I feel his name is uh, Ben Bascario or something like that, and um, I feel like he was supposed to be a. gay uh, character from the video game i don't know uh very cool uh he's like yeah that guy's some kind of a nut and he's probably dangerous and uh you should stay away from him and claire is like no man listen it's it's the orphanage that we grew up in you remember that remember how they took me away and how i ran away and all that stuff and then so basically what we're finding out here is that there is a polar opposite dynamic between chris and claire redfield uh chris stayed in raccoon city was raised at the orphanage Later on, was kind of pseudo adopted by one of the doctors that worked there, and uh, got him into the police academy, and uh, you know uh, helped him become a responsible adult. So good for him. On the flip side of that is Claire Redfield, or yeah, Claire Redfield, who got taken away um, to a what might have been a foster family, and then she ran away from there and has basically been on the road ever since, being a badass. So good for her. Okay, very cool. That's where we're at. Uh, Chris is like, I gotta go to work, so he takes off and heads over to the di- to the police precinct where, um, you know, he's gonna start his shift. Uh, Claire just kind of hangs out at Chris's place for a little while, and things get pretty weird there. Now, before we get b- before we get into that, let's go back to the diner. Everybody gets a chance to fuck with Leon. He's hungover. Uh, he looks like a hippie. Uh, he doesn't look like a cop. He doesn't act like a cop. And uh, we meet the the rest of the the guys there: Jill Valentine, uh, Albert Wesker, a couple other dudes. So a couple of random like patrol officers roll by and start giving Leon a hard time. But then they're like, "We got a call. Somebody found a dead body up at the uh, Spencer Mount Mansion. We got to go check it out. Looks like it's all chewed up." And everybody's pissed off because they all want to go see the dead body. But really, I got like coming into this, I'm getting like a super troopers vibe from the RCPD, which is fine. Um, that's pretty cool. So they take off. Uh, Leon kind of introduces himself to Jill and everybody else, and they give him a hard time too. We learn that Jill Valentine is all about Albert Wesker. Now, the guy that plays Albert Wesker in this movie is like a big shredded guy. Um, he's not like the Agent Cooper that we came to know and love in the previous movies or in the video games, but right now he's just like a big cop and, uh, yeah, he's all shredded and he's got his trademark blonde hair and he's ready to go. Jill's in love with him, apparently, uh, which sucks because Chris is kind of in love with Jill and, um, Leon kind of gives her the eye too. So, you know, she's hot stuff, I guess. In a small town, <laughs> you, know, you know, beggars can't be choosers, boys. That's all I'm saying. Uh, as they leave, though, the the waitress at the diner starts bleeding from the eyes, and she's like, "Ah, oh, that's yeah, it's been doing that off and on all week." And Leon's like, "You should probably get that looked at." She's like, "Ah, it's nothing. It's just a little bleeding eyeball thing. I do. It's very nasty." Um, eventually, they take off. Now we're gonna cut back to the apartment or the house that Chris. Chris's house with uh, Claire in it. Uh, everything's cool. She's still like poking around, contemplating stealing his motorcycle. Uh, eventually, there's like a knocking at the door, and there's somebody outside that looks like they just escaped from a mental institution. They got like the hospital gown on, and it's like I think it was like a, a old lady that was bald, and her eyes are all bloody, and she has written itchy and tasty on the glass in her own blood that sounds gnarly that actually is pretty gnarly uh Jill's like can I help you or Claire's like can I help you and she's like itchy and tasty itchy tasty itchy tasty but then she just starts walking off for a second so Claire turns around and she hears footsteps inside the house this scene I thought was actually pretty badass a little kid comes running out of the shadows and hides under the table and Claire's like, ah, what the fuck, so she's like, do you need some help, uh, little fella, and then out of nowhere, the first chick, the old lady, the mental patient, comes running through a sliding glass door and tackles Jill, uh, or God damn it, Claire, I keep getting them confused, Claire uh, manages to fight her off and kind of roundhouse the kid a couple of times, goes out there, steals uh chris's motorcycle and takes off through the pouring rain mind you this whole thing happens during some kind of a flood or something uh very cool now we're going to cut back to the police department where we meet uh chief irons played by donald Logue. he was probably my favorite part of this movie you know donald Logue. um gotham uh blade um he's been in a lot of goddamn horror movies. Um, a lot of other, like, serial killer stuff, too. If You if, you you if probably don't recognize the name, but if you saw him, you'd be like, oh, f- yeah, it's that fucking guy. I know him. Uh, he plays Chief Irons, who's uh, giving everybody a ration of shit about the air raid sirens that are now going off and why, uh, what's going on, and go find out, because we don't know, but the air raid sirens are going off, and all of a sudden he can't contact the two previous offer officers that he sent up to the Spencer Mansion. They're not answering their radios. So uh, the the late-night team here is Leon, who is technically still a rookie, and he's supposed to be watching the front desk, and that got him a pretty good ass-chewing in front of everybody because for a second he steps out and he says, like, well, you told everybody to come in here. And Chief Irons is like, that doesn't mean you, you fucking rookie. Get out there. What if some old lady comes in here missing a cat? He's like, all right, I'm sorry, sorry. He's still hungover, by the way. Uh, Chief Irons gives everybody a ration of shit, and then he's like, okay, uh, you two guys go check out the uh, Spencer Mansion. Find out where Alpha Team is. You three guys go find out what's going on with the Umbrella Corporation, and then that's that. So apparently this they have a helicopter, so they take the helicopter. It's uh, the helicopter pilot, whose name is irrelevant, uh, Chris Redfield, Jill Valentine and Albert Wesker. And they're going up there looking for Alpha Team. Apparently, this Spencer Mansion is somewhere up in the mountains. The Arclay Mountains, as you'll recall from the video games. And uh, there's roads to get up there. But if you got a helicopter, I mean, why not take the fucking helicopter, right? So they get up there. They get up in the air with a helicopter. It's great. Now, we are going to cut across to the richer side of the town. Where uh, we'll recognize the doctor who is now married with a, I don't know, 12, 13-year-old daughter. Uh, He gets woken up because his daughter's having a bad dream. Uh, Goes in there with his wife to console her. He seems like a nice guy. Dr. Birkin is his name. Uh, He's played by another guy that you'll recognize. I'm going to tell you his name, but you're not going to recognize the name. But if you see this guy, you're going to be like, oh, shit, it's that guy. Uh, His name is, hold on now. His name, the name of the actor is... uh, Neil McDonough. This is the whitest, most blue-eyed... He's got to be like some percentage albino or something. But he was in Ravenous. He was in uh, Band of Brothers, Captain America, Minority Report. He's been in a lot of horror movies too. uh, American Horror Story, uh, Van Helsing. (coughs) you probably know who I'm talking about. He plays Dr. Birkin. Uh, While he's consoling his daughter, who just had a nightmare, his phone rings, and it's the Umbrella Corporation, and they say something over the phone, and then he goes back into his daughter's room, and he's like, get her up, we're leaving, right now. So now's when the air raid sirens start going off, and she's like, what's going on? What's going on, Jeffrey? Or whatever his name was. Uh, They get in the car, and they start hauling ass. Uh, They're headed to a Umbrella facility, because... As he's driving, he's, like, getting all pissed off. He's like, they're trying to cut me out. They're trying to cut me out of my own work. And as they're driving, here comes Claire, and they, like, come to an impasse in an intersection, and the doctor and Claire make eye contact for a second, and then they both drive off their separate ways. Very cool. Okay, now we're going to cut back to the helicopter, which is circling the Arclay Mountains. Uh, they touch down somewhere out, out along nearby the Spencer Mansion. Uh, the team gets out, they find the wreckage of the squad car of the two previous officers, and then they go looking for them. Uh, up through the woods, into the mansion. Now, I will say this, and I think Tony kind of hit on it a little bit earlier. The if If you're a fan of the video games, you're going to recognize some locations. And they did a spot-on job of recreating the Spencer Mansion. <coughs> like... Walking into that place, I could tell you, okay, if they make a left right here, that's the dining room. If they make a right over here, that's the weird art room. They're going to need the armor key, which, by the way, I still don't know where the fuck that is. But they're also going to need the sword key to do that. They need to go up through the dining room to the second floor and then down into the atrium, and it's a whole thing. But it's very cool kind of seeing that in a live-action sense. Um, They hear... Gunshots and stuff. So, like, split up. We got to find Alpha a team. So, Wesker and Valentine go into uh, what kind of looked like a ballroom, a little bit uh, off to the right. Uh, Redfield and the other guy with the curly hair, whose name doesn't really matter, go off to the left. Um, they get they get to to looking around, and this is where we get the big reveal of zombie number one. Um, now, this reveal is spot on, just like the game. You go. Through the dining room, you make a quick left to a hallway, uh, the hallway like button hooks where there's like a small sitting area, and then that's where you'll find your first zombie eating a guy on the ground. Uh, as, once you spot the zombie, it, it, the video in the video game it'll give you a cutscene where the zombie slowly p- looks back at you and then slowly gets on his feet and starts staggering after you. And that cutscene was recreated beautifully. If I was a Resident Evil dork, I would probably have a hard-on just watching that little sequence right there. Uh, It isn't Chris that finds that particular zombie, it's the other guy, but he calls Chris, and then Chris comes down and they both shoot the shit out of the zombie, and that's where we discover that the guy that he was chewing on was one of the officers from Alpha Team. Shat! Okay, that sucks. Now we're going to cut back to poor Leon. Leon has taken himself a little cat nap there in the uh, the front desk area of the RCPD precinct. Uh, our truck driver is back, and he is now full on zombie. He's driving a gas truck, by the way. And apparently, uh, for these intents and purposes, these zombies maintain some functionality because he's full zombie, but he's driving a truck. Uh, just firing through the streets of Raccoon City. Eventually, he jackknifes and rolls the truck, which causes a huge explosion right in front of the RCPD precinct. Now, again, and I've got to give kudos to Johannes Roberts, if I'm pronouncing that right, did a great job of recreating the RCPD precinct, which is now a playable map on Dead by Daylight, by the way. Uh, Chris has passed out or uh, Leon, I mean, is passed out uh, listening to his Walk- his Walkman cassette player. <laughs> and he's listening to Crush by Jennifer Page. If we forgot we were in 1998, let's just hammer that home with a quick reminder. Uh, we get a cool little sequence here because he is out cold. The truck jackknifes huge explosion right outside the front door of the RCPD precinct. And he is still just off in dreamland listening to Jennifer Page. As a flaming, obese zombie is walking towards him, he is still sound asleep. Finally, Chief Irons comes down and shoots the zombie in the head and kills it. That's what startles uh, Leon out of his uh, catnap. He's like, what the hell? Wait, wait a minute, what happened? And he's a... And she, the Chief is like, you may want to get a fire extinguisher and probably lock the gate. I think there's going to be more of those things. Uh, he does just that, which is great. Uh, now, at this point... It's just Leon and the chief there at the precinct. So Leon is following the chief, or that we know of, I should say. Leon is following the chief around. He's like, uh, you want to tell me what's going on? And he's like, I don't know. And as they're having this conversation, the chief is cleaning out his desk and getting ready to leave. Like, he's about to quit. He's like, you're in charge. You're the cop here now. I'm leaving, and I am not coming back. So... Leon's like, ah, what the fuck is fucking... So, the chief goes down to the underground parking garage, gets in his car, and drives off. Leon is left there to hold down the fort by himself. So, now, nah, at this point, there's only, like, two zombies uh, pawing around the front gate. So, he's in good shape for now. Uh, we're going to stay with uh, the chief for a minute or two. He's going to go out, drive through Raccoon City, listening to Journey the whole time, which was a nice touch. Um... He gets to a raccoon security barricade and he's like, "Uh, I'm a cop. You guys got to let me through." And then like a bunch of other people from the cars around him start getting out of their cars and like trying to accost the security team, and eventually the security team just opens fire on these fuckers, and Chief Irons gets back in his car and does like a U-turn and speeds off. So that's pretty harsh, man. Uh, I guess this installment of the Umbrella Corporation isn't fucking around either. I hope they're a less, lot less cheeky than the last one, so. So the chief, is he's like, well, fuck this. I guess I'm going back to work. So he goes back to the police precinct. Uh, his car's all shot up now and beat to shit. He pulls into the underground parking garage, and that's where that fucking zombie dog comes back from the truck. Uh, starts chasing him around the garage. He's trying to shoot it and stuff. Uh, It's a zombie, so it's not going to die. It's just about to uh, pounce on him and probably kill him when who should pop up to save his ass but Claire Redfield. Beats the zombie dog to death with a fire extinguisher. Pretty cool. Right on. I'm glad Chief Irons isn't dead yet. Notice I said yet. Uh, So there you go. So now, uh, Jill somehow managed to get into the precinct. Or uh, Claire, I mean. God damn it. Claire is now inside the precinct. Jill is still up with Wesker trying to figure out the um, uh, what happened to Alpha Team. Now, there's a little subplot here. I guess it's actually a big subplot that I completely glanced over. And that's the fact that Wesker is actually a umbrella operative, sort of. He wasn't really... I don't know that I would call him an operative, but he is being manipulated. So during the initial um, briefing there at the station, his pager went off. He had a pager. The sad part about the pager is that I carried a pager for work up until about three years ago. (laughs) And when that fucking thing would go off in public, it was the most embarrassing goddamn thing in the world. Anyway, his pager goes off, and there's like an actual text message. It says, look in your locker before you leave. He goes to his locker, and there's a goddamn Palm Pilot waiting for him. I did not have a Palm Pilot up to three years ago. Probably could have used one, though. I mean, that's an upgrade from the pager, really. Okay, so he's being like guided through the Spencer Mansion, by these pages and these uh, clues that are coming into his palm pilot. Uh, Jill is right there with him, and she finds it very fascinating that all of a sudden he magically knows his way around the the mansion. While all that's going on, the helicopter pilot is still parked in the uh, clearing out there. He gets attacked and killed by zombies. That sucks. That was our only way out of here, or so we thought. Uh, while that's going on, we cut back to Chris and the curly-haired guy. Uh, they get attacked and killed by zombies. Chris gets roughed up pretty good, but doesn't get actually bitten or killed. The curly-headed guy, unfortunately, does not fare as well, as we would assume. That's very exciting. Now we're going to cut back to the precinct, where we have uh, Claire, yeah, Claire, uh, Chief Irons, and Leon uh they're snooping around and when you know they also have a prisoner down in the basement it's the conspiracy theory guy from the vhs tape uh leon goes down there to check on him and in doing so the guy manages to steal leon's gun and is trying to like hold him at gunpoint to let him out of the cell uh good news for him bad news though is that there's a zombie in the cell with him <clears throat> or somebody on their way to being a zombie uh, that guy turns into a zombie who bites uh, the conspiracy guy. Later on, Claire will come down and be like, oh, God, that's the guy I was talking about. He was going to blow the lid off of all this. Well, he's dead now, so it doesn't really matter. So what we find out from Chief Irons, though, is that there is still another way out of the city. So the helicopter is n- not going to happen. Uh, they're not letting anybody out, like, drive, like, all the roads are blocked. There's one more way, and that's if they can get to the Spencer Mansion because there's a train that runs from a underground facility, not a hive. They call it the Nest in this this iteration. Uh, out outside, underneath the mountains, and it'll get them out of the uh, the raccoon perimeter. Now, while all that's going on, Wesker gets another uh, thing on his palm pilot that says. Raccoon City will be destroyed at 6 a.m., okay? So, that sucks. They all need to figure it out. Um, Valentine, Leon, and the Chief need to get to the uh, Spencer Mansion. This is where the Chief lets it go that there's actually an underground tunnel from the orphanage to the facility underneath the Spencer Mansion. So, if they can get across the street into the orphanage and this is where jill's putting it all together she's like you've been taking bribes from umbrella corporation and that you let you let them bury the city in this crap it's all your fault and he's like yeah i guess it is sorry about that but you know if i didn't do it they would have killed me or something so they make it across the street very intense they get into the orphanage uh it's all dark and creepy fuck uh walking around First, they get attacked by one of those liquor things, and unfortunately, this is where we must bid a fond adieu to Chief Irons because he's going to get bitten in half by this fucking thing. Uh, from there, they kind of have to fight it off. But then, who should come to their aid? But that uh, face-wearing little girl from which we now know is was a little girl um, from Alice, or uh, God damn it, not Alice, uh, Claire's original flashback so this chick shows up and she's got like her hands cuffed and she still manages to kill the liquor all by herself and then she takes them so now we're down to uh claire and leon to the uh entrance to the tunnel that's going to take them to the underground facility so that's cool that's how that goes down now we're going to cut back to the doctor dr Birkin. he has made his way to the spencer mansion him and his family have gotten down into the underground facility um Just before that, though, our zombified helicopter pilot somehow gets the the helicopter back in the air and then immediately crashes it into the mansion. Big wreckage, all that shit. Everybody's fine, though, so... But the helicopter is now useless, in case you thought maybe somebody else could fly it. Doesn't matter. Uh, They get to the tunnel entrance, and this is where we have a big standoff between Wesker and Jill Valentine, because Jill is like... How did you know about this tunnel? And you had to play the piano to open the door. How did you know about that? And he's like, listen, I've got an inside thing. They're going to blow up the the whole city at 6 o'clock. we got to get out of here. And she's like, you've been working for Umbrella the whole time? And he's like, yeah, I need money, man. Uh, and basically, she kind of decides to Wesker needs to go fuck himself. And she's going to go back and try to find Chris and the, the others uh wesker gets into the tunnel he gets to the underground lab right at the same time as the doctor does and is the doctor's whole family doctor gets there uh so i think what we have to say is that the umbrella corporation was poisoning or another one way or another infecting raccoon city with the t virus now it's that unfortunately raccoon city is done one way or the other But the virus can still be studied and hopefully some kind of an antivirus could be attained. But in order to do that, they need a clean sample of said virus. Now, Dr. Birkin was there to retrieve it uh, before Umbrella could get their hands on it so that he could continue his work, probably working for one of their competitors or possibly use that to somehow leverage his way back into the company. I don't know. Uh, Wesker was being guided there by whoever's sending him messages on the Palm Pilot for the exact same purpose, to retrieve the the T-virus sample and get out of the city before it goes kaboom. Unfortunately, they both get to the lab with the virus sample at the exact same time, which uh, means they got to have a a big shootout, which is exactly what happens. Um, Wesker gets shot a couple of times. The doctor gets shot a couple of times. They both die, uh, sort of uh and then the the doctor's wife gets shot in the process also and then uh, the little girl manages to grab the t-virus one of the t-virus samples and haul ass uh as the doctor was dying though he injected himself with another t-virus uh sample which immediately causes him to mutate now if you've played the games You know exactly how this goes down. And this is one of the most infuriating things about those goddamn video games uh, that I recall, is that you finally solve all the puzzles, you kill all the zombies, you get to the big boss fight, you kill that guy, he immediately turns into something else, and you have to do the whole shit again. God damn it, I hate it. It's usually something bigger and scarier, too. And that's exactly what happens here. So, at this point, we have... uh, Claire and Leon making their way through one tunnel. Uh, We have um, Jill Valentine and Chris Redfield making their way down uh, probably the same tunnel, but headed in the opposite direction, like they're going to converge on the same spot. And right in the middle, in the vicinity, we have uh, Dead Wesker and mutated Dr. Birkin, and uh, that's that. Now, unfortunately, that lab where they're at is also the train station area. So, uh all three of these teams or whatever you want to call them converge about the same time. Uh we get the train up and running, that's great. We get uh we found the little girl, she's got the sample. Get her on the train. We've got Leon, we've got Jill Valentine, we've got Claire Redfield, Chris Redfield. We got the whole goddamn Compton posse right here. We're ready to go. Uh big big battle between Chris Redfield and the doctor. Doctor's doing a lot of shit talking about you thought you were like a son to me, but you were just another test subject. (laughs) Uh, Basically, they shoot the piss out of him, and then they get on the train. But of course, because it's Resident Evil, he's got to mutate into something bigger and grosser and then jump on top of the train. Make a long, uh, somewhat better action sequence short, Leon comes out and shoots him with a rocket launcher, and then the train derails but that gives them just enough time to walk out of the train tunnel right as the clock strikes 6 a.m. and Raccoon City is obliterated. And that is almost the end of your movie, my friends, except that we get a little credit cookie at the end where Albert Wesker wakes up in a weird uh, Saw-esque meat locker and he's blind all of a sudden and he's like, what happened, what's going on? He has to peel himself out of a body bag. And then um, an Asian lady comes in and hands him a pair of sunglasses. And he's like, oh, I can see everything. And she's like, yes, you were dead, but we had to bring you back. Uh, And he's like, okay, who are you? And she's like, my name is Wong, Ada Wong. And then that's pretty much the end of your movie there. This is not bad. This is an actual horror movie, my friends, which is something we probably should have gotten with the rest of the Resident Evil franchise instead of a bunch of nonsense uh, backflips, right? Uh, I like this one, Um, but I might just like it because uh, I've got a bad taste in my mouth from the last six movies. So, take that with a grain of salt. I say it's worth watching. If you haven't seen it, check it out. You can rent it on uh, Amazon Prime right now. I went ahead and purchased the Blu-ray. I've got it right here. Uh, Let's see. Special features include replicating the DNA. I don't know what that means. Cops, Corpses, and Chaos. Not sure what that is. Zombies, liquors, and the Horrors of Resident Evil. So, there you have it. Uh, yeah, check it out, dudes. I say it's worth a watch. If you have hit, hung with me through the rest of the Resident Evil franchise, the last horseshit six movies, this, this is going to feel like a decisive uptick in quality right here. So, bear that in mind. I'm going to take myself a little break. We're going to come back with some other stuff, my friends.
3: Darker Shane Darling Darker Shane Thank you for All the joy and pain Picture show Second balcony Was the place we'd meet Second seat Gold Dutch Street You were sweet Darker shade lá. If you like what you hear head over to the padded room
1: facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation check out the t villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show
0: yeah i'm back baby oh yeah dude i wonder if excuse me i wonder if i'm getting covid uh again i don't think i can um I wonder if there's going to be another one of these. I hope so. I I would love to see a rebooted Resident Evil franchise. And I don't know what kind of success this one got, like as, like financially, that will get them to greenlight another one. But if they do, I would hope they would bring back Johanna's, uh what's his name there, for a second one, you know? It would be kind of dumb if they didn't. If they tried to, like... Bring some other team in, and it, oh, that, that, when does that ever work? When does that ever work? It doesn't. All right, are you guys ready for the Terra Dome Championship? No
1: tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not gonna hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. In. I'm gonna bash them right the fuck in. Kill you all! <laughs> I try to be crazy, I'll kill you all. i will be the greatest Six-year-old child i am a maniac i face. The blackest eyes, the a maniac to the Terradome.
0: here we are ladies and gentlemen the final fight of the 2021 Dome championship as usual bear with me i'm not very good at writing things slowly the tomato regained its strength and began its travels from its beginnings in a lowly tomato patch in northern florida up through the bible belt and along the eastern seaboard Every mile getting a little easier, every town taking it a little bit closer to its destination. The Monsanto R&D facility in Rhode Island. There the tomato would be genetically modified into the perfect human-killing machine. Then the tomato would take vengeance for the millions of tomatoes lost to human appetites. Their deaths would be avenged. But somewhere in the West Virginia foothills, the unthinkable happens. The tomato is knocked off course and finds itself... Washed down a river down a waterfall and through some rapids finally emerging under a bridge in a small town of silent hill as a tomato attempts to make its way out the sky goes black and an air raid siren wails in the distance Four, all of the beans in the bucket we have the tomato versus pyramid head i'm taking pyramid head Shocking. I know I'm. me and Tony are going to be the only ones taking Pyramid Head. God damn it. There it is, inmates. The big one. Pyramid Head versus the tomato. Get me your votes by next week if you can. Mental Health Hotline, again, is area code 775-387-0275. Or you get me on the regular old email at room 2011 at hotmail.com. And while you're thinking about that, let me tell you what movies I got to watch this week. In a little segment called, What Are You Looking At?
3: What are you looking at?
0: I only got to watch one movie this week. It was uh, Slap Face from 2021. This one just hit Shutter. Um, It sounds ridiculous. I know. Slap face. You're probably thinking it's uh, some kind of a beer drink. Well, I guess there is beer involved, but it's actually a very somber movie. Um, I'm not going to give it away. It has, uh, I'll say it, it involves a kid who manages to befriend the local urban legend and that kind of that well that's not going to work out (laughs) as you could imagine but uh there are some very heavy elements here a lot of a lot of shit goes horribly awry as you might expect from a horror film on the shutter channel definitely worth a watch though i would check it out um it gets pretty gruesome too and there's a lot of uh very heavy stuff going on uh that's all i'm looking at uh how about some immersion therapy then kids did you guys get a chance to check out Meander?
1: <laughs> Immersion
3: Therapy
0: uh, Meander from 2020 uh, this wasn't very good, right? <laughs> I mean, there was nothing wrong with it, but it was, it's basically just Cube in a craw- in crawl spaces. And I'm not 100% sure what the hell the ending was about. Uh, so she, uh, uh, aliens, and they took her to a different planet? Is that what we're saying? I don't know. The ending was, she waked, uh, well, I don't want to spoil it for you, but at the end, I'm not 100% sure that she was on planet Earth is all I'm going to say. I don't know if maybe somebody can explain that to me. Might be worth thinking about. that. The traps weren't that great. All right, that Really, it was just the same trap over and over again. You just had to figure out how to turn the, the charbroilers off, really. So I didn't think it was that good. And uh, that whole subplot of her like somehow redeeming herself because of her dead daughter, and she wanted to die at the beginning, but... Now she's re-found this lease on life because of these dangerous games that she's had to play. It's, very, it's a very tired storyline, really. Um, I don't know. I didn't think it was that great. Uh, that was Meander from 2020. That one was on Amazon Prime, if I've sparked your curiosity. Your immersion therapy for this week is going to be the last radio call from 2022. I talked about this one uh, last week. It's not a bad show. I think you guys might dig this. It's streaming on Tubi. Tubi, of course, is a free service. You don't have to sign up for anything. You just download the app. Uh, I think you're gonna. I think you might end up digging that one. You might. Every time I think that, though, everybody tells me what a piece of shit the movie is. I thought this one was okay. All right, uh, check that out, inmates. We will do the same and compare notes next week. Now, my friends, we must educate Darian.
1: Educating
3: Miss Monica.
0: I should probably mix a new intro for that since it doesn't look like Monica's going to be here anytime soon. Um, Who was I? What were my clues for last week? I am a semi-attractive waitress that doesn't particularly care for her kids, but does have a huge overbite. Good thing this millionaire guy is going to whisk me away for a couple of days on his yacht off the Florida coast, wink, wink, if you understand what I'm saying. We are, of course, lost in the triangle, and uh, some really weird shit happens, and I end up killing myself five or six times with a sack on my head. Uh, I don't know, man, I I, I couldn't get into that. You, 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 you had me at the big abandoned ghost ship, all right? There's so much you can do with that, and what you went with instead was a time loop, i'm not mad at the time loop idea but if you've already got a big abandoned ship why not put some creatures on there or some ghosts or some demons or maybe even aliens i don't know whatever come on time loop you could do that in an apartment (laughs) some people liked it i'm not furious at it it just i don't know I'm, i'm not a huge fan of the time loop thing especially when it's done gratuitously like that so uh who might i be this week you ask well I am probably the loneliest young lady in this boarding school. Uh, it's a good thing that everybody's uh, taking off for winter break. Hopefully my parents make it up here to pick me up. Oh shit, they're not coming. Um, I guess I'll just have to start worshipping the furnace down in the basement and might might just have to uh, sacrif- sacrifice a couple of these bitches to the to the furnace down there. Who might I be, you ask? Join me next week for the answers. In the meantime, my friends, I think that's about going to do it for me this week. Thank you guys very much for joining me. Um, I do have a Patreon campaign running, if anybody gives a shit. I guess that means the month of May is wide open. Carter Burke has uh, March. Uh, Cowboy has April and then we go right into May. So $5 will get you control of May, along with a padded room t-shirt and coffee mug, and as much uh, hardcore pornography as I can fit into a box. I still have quite a bit, my friends. <laughs> when Monica came with her her double uh, Rubbermaid totes of porn, she came hard, and I've still got m- much, a lot of it, many, m- many titles available, and I will stick as many in there as I can fit. Um, PaddedRoomPodcast.com dot com is where you find that Patreon link, along with all of our back episodes. Horror for Dummies—they're all over the goddamn place. Any information you need about any of us? PaddedRoomPodcast.com. dot com. <coughs> Excuse me. In the meantime, for Buddy and Absentia, Monica and Oh, um, you know what? Join me next week for Resident Evil Degeneration from 2008. Uh, I got a couple weeks left here, so I might as well get into some of these animated things, right? So, yeah, uh, we're going to kick one off next week. It can't be any worse than Resident Evil Afterlife, right? So, here we go. Resident Evil Degeneration next week. for Buddy in absentia, Monica in absentia, um, Jennifer Page and that crush song. Which is actually not that bad. It's very sultry. Um, The whole Resident Evil posse. uh, Guys who jerked off the uh, would-be molesters of their kids. That's a weird way to go, my friends. I hope I never see what that looks like. And the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over.